Is this as bad as it gets for the president? Look, this certainly is among the grimmest days of his presidency. Joe Biden wanted to get out of Afghanistan so that no more American lives would be sacrificed. And he was five days short of that because that's what happened yesterday. Um, and it's not just Joe Biden's decisions. It's American decisions dating back for 20 years. Um, and, you know, once we decided to go in there and strike at al-Qaeda, the question then became, did we really have an obligation for nation building? And could we build a nation in a country we really didn't understand? We lived through that before in Vietnam, and we weren't successful. We looked at the Soviet Union, the Russians who went into Afghanistan. They were unsuccessful. But we went in there, and we thought we could do it, and we had our vision perhaps skewed by Kabul, which is a far more, let's say, Western city than much of Afghanistan. Yet the Taliban had roots in these small villages and hamlets the same way that the Viet Cong had roots in the villages and hamlets of Vietnam. So we weren't understanding the country that we were going in. And Joe Biden basically, you know, is the last man standing as president of the United States dealing with this terrible tragedy. So does this harm him politically? Of course it does. Um, he has to own the attempt to get out, the withdrawal. He has to own the chaos that's been going on. It may not have been pretty no matter who, even the smartest tactician or strategist trying to plan this. It may not have been pretty, and there may have been speed bumps and all sorts of problems. But it did happen under his watch. He has to own it. He's doing his best to complete the mission, uh, even as sad as it is right now, given what happened yesterday. But he also vowed yesterday that he will exact retribution against the people who did this. And I think the American people will be waiting, A, for whether they're able to get as many people out as possible by August 31st, and B, even though our troops won't be in Afghanistan anymore, whether we will be ready and prepared to strike back at the people who committed that heinous crime yesterday. I think in the long run, despite all of the chaos, that's going to be how he'll be judged. Yesterday on our program, we talked about the swing back and forth in the U.S. from a liberal President Obama to a, a conservative President Trump, now a liberal President Biden. Do you see that pendulum swinging back towards the conservative in a couple of two, three years? Well, look, it's early. Uh, dial back to 1991, and George H.W. Bush uh, goes into Iraq and frees Kuwait, and his numbers soar. You know, in 70s, 80s, 90% approval because of this. Um, yet, barely a year and a half later, uh, he could barely scratch 40% uh, in his reelection bid. So, politics, things change quickly. You're up one day, you're down another. You make a mistake or make a poor judgment one day, and then the next day you're applauded for doing something uh, uh, that, that people like. So we're still a long way from any election right now, and there are domestic concerns that are very, very important. Obviously, the resurgence of COVID, and who is that shoulders is that going to fall on? I mean, the Republican policies in a number of states are very unpopular nationwide, um, yet will all of that still fall on Joe Biden because he's president? The economy, and then you've got those two big bills, the infrastructure bill and the big budget bill working through Congress that could have ripple effects 
economically throughout the country that could benefit Joe Biden. So we don't know how all of these things are going to play out. What we do know is that, and this is sad to say, but it's reality, that in terms of foreign policy, even some of the biggest problems, um, people tend to forget them in the United States, and we refocus back on what's going on within within our borders. Um, remember, it was under Gerald Ford that uh, the fall of Saigon took place and all of those terrible images, you know, the accumulation of years of our war there. And yet, even though he pardoned Richard Nixon, and even though the economy wasn't doing well, he barely lost to Jimmy Carter in 1976. So will Afghanistan be a talking point? Yes. Will the images appear and show up in Republican ads? Yes. Will people question Joe Biden's judgment or leadership or even competence? Yes, they're going to do all of those things. But Americans have short memories and short attention span, especially when it comes to foreign policy issues. So I don't know how much this sort of adds into the mix, but there are going to be lots of other things in the next couple of years to be able to figure out who gets elected in 2024. Uh, Leonard, this is Ben Reichley, uh, and I would agree with you that you have the day to week to month. You can be up and down politically, but this isn't a 2024 issue. This comes into the 2022 issue with the House and the Senate, and you look at the foreign policy issues, and I would include the southern border in that. You look at the issues with some of our adversaries, China, Russia, Iran. You look at what's going on COVID-wise, as you mentioned, too. 2022 could could be a tough, tough road to hoe for, for the Democrats, particularly in the House and in the Senate. Absolutely, because midterm elections are never very kind to the incumbent president's party, exactly. um, with a couple of exceptions over the years, but they're rarely kind uh, to the incumbent president's party. Plus, add into that mix redistricting and gerrymandering that will probably advantage the Republican Party in certain states um, as they draw new districts, and so they'll get a net benefit from that. Um, so, yeah, the you know, if you're a Democrat right now, you're going, this is going to be a tough year. But on the other hand, flip it on its head. Let's say you have all of these shovel-ready projects coming into communities. Let's say you pass this budget and all of a sudden community college is something people don't, you know, can, can get for free or par- parents have more child care and parental leave options and Medicare uh, opens up for dental hearing uh, and vision. Uh, that's a big benefit for senior citizens and all of those things that affect people's lives on a tangible daily basis. Um, you know, that could have an impact, too. So, again, we don't all know all of these things. And I'm one in politics who says, you know, the conventional wisdom today is often wrong tomorrow because events have a way, events have a way of taking over the conventional wisdom. So you're right in theory, because that's exactly what the projections are and have been for midterm elections of the president's party for years again, with some exceptions, Um, but other circumstances can get in the way. Again, think about it this way. Um, Let's say we peak and start to overcome this Delta variant. Let's say the full approval of Pfizer and potentially other vaccines comes through and more people take them, and there's less of a reason for people to resist uh, vaccinations. Let's say more businesses require it, more restaurants require it in certain states. 
let's say those numbers do start to increase. Let's say people get booster shots. Um, and all of a sudden, we began to look on the other side of the Delta variant, and we become a healthier nation again. Um, and the economy starts to buzz and starts to boom. Could that factor into 2022? So again, I don't know. All of these are hypotheticals, um, but I'm one of those uh, types of uh, scholars who always likes to look at the evidence before me and not necessarily the theory or the, uh, or the projection or the hypothesis, because we just don't know how circumstances can change. And I go all the way back again to George H.W. Bush, who was soaring in popularity after uh, the first Iraq war and then basically got about 38% of the vote for re-election only a year and a half later. We just don't know these things. And remember this, in 1991, no Democrat wanted to run against him. So a lot of big-name Democrats pulled out because he was too popular. All of a sudden, Bill Clinton becomes president the following year. To the British Parliament and the British Prime Minister and being very vocal against the president and this administration with the Afghanistan situation. Usually an ally, I mean, that's behind the doors, behind the scenes, but they, they, have, they have been very vocal and out in front with, uh, I guess, how would you politely say it, their displeasure in what uh, the president has done? Yes, look, one of the stories that we often don't tell uh, here in the United States is that other countries were involved in Afghanistan, Britain being one of the biggest uh, allies of ours there. And I think that they felt vulnerable. Um, and look, once again, if the Afghan government had held, if the Afghan military had held, if, as intelligence reports suggested, not all of them, but most of them, that they could at least hold out to September, October, then the withdrawal of all these folks would have been much more seamless uh, and, and well-organized. Um, but it didn't happen that way. Uh, and so, yes, I do think everybody ought to be sort of looking at failed intelligence reports. People ought to be looking at whether our own military was giving us a glass-half-full uh, notion of how prepared the Afghan army was and how prepared the Afghan government was after spending billions and billions of dollars over the years. Um, and uh, so, and, and if Joe Biden uh, sort of himself was looking with sort of, uh, sort of rose-colored eyes about how this thing is going to work out, yes, he needs to be held accountable on all of this. And I hope people do really investigate how all of this stuff happened uh, in Congress, because, you know, the, the administration needs to be held accountable. Um, but, uh, yes, the British are upset because their own people were, were sort of put in jeopardy, and I'm not altogether sure, again, I don't have the inside information, that they were as well brought into the planning and the implementation as they would have liked to have been. And I think that's what's really irritating them, is that, hey, don't catch us by surprise. We've been your long-term allies. So there's a lot of, sort of the implementation and planning and decision-making and judgment issues that are going to have to be parsed and understood as we look back on this and hopefully never mis make a mistake like this again. But again, 
even under the best of circumstances, I can't imagine this would have been an easy withdrawal from Afghanistan, particularly with the Taliban sort of closing in on Kabul. Um, it just was not going to be easy. Mistakes were going to be made, and unfortunately those mistakes have fallen upon the hundreds of Afghans and the 13 Americans who lost their lives yesterday.